everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here, here with your latest news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully everyone's having a wonderful day no matter where around the world. Let's get started with your daily news. Now our first set of news comes from the hitc.com. It's it's a weird website to as the way how they lettered out, basically hit with a C at the end. That that the third chapter of the hit series Amphibia Adventures is almost here, but what what time will be released on season three? Release on Disney and Disney, and how many episodes will it have? Back in May, the second season was a hit animated series Amphibia concluded on Disney. The season three renewal was actually announced all the way back in June of 2020, a few weeks before the second season even premiered. However, not many fans were be too surprised by the Amphibia's renewal with the series remaining one of the most popular original animated series on Disney Channel. Incredibly, once only 7 of the 20 episodes from Amphibia Season 2 have a score under 9.9 out of 10 on IMDb, with an average rating for the series setting amazing around 94% on Mountain Tomatoes. Speaking of the renewal, Senior Vice President of Disney's Television Animation, Medrith, Roberts said that Matt's vision, aka the creator of Amphibia, enthusiastic storytelling and an undeniable passion for his characters and have brought the fantastical world of Amphibia to life for his for kids and families around the world. On July 27th, um, 20, 20, on 24th, it was revealed that Amphibia Season 3 would release on Saturday, October 2nd. October 2nd, around 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Season 3, Episode 1, is therefore expected to launch at the following times of international audiences. He, now, here's a list for for the international time dates. Pacific Time is around 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is around 9.30 a.m. British Time, around 2.30 p.m. European Time, around 3.30 p.m. Philippine time around 9.30 p.m. and Australian time around 11 p.m. Now, yes, the series is quite successful as far as I know so far. I mean, when people started to, um, I mean, I guess you could see the series kind of had like a slow pace. It was like nothing but like, um, like fillers, basically. It's kind of hard for people to get into. It's one of those shows where you have to wait Wait, had to pass through these episodes in order to get to the um, the most exciting parts to make the storyline more tie in, and in and it's um and it's more engaging basically. I mean, I think the series is is grown a lot basically, and it's really amazing how you see the characters grow and how turner events have come as they meet each other. It's it's quite an amazing ride to see. So basically, now I kind of want to point it out that um, um as like, even though the season three is really excited to be premiered, let's not forget the um, the controversy that happens at the end of season season two, where Disney decides to not show it for a period of time. You know, they were promised to show that timeline, and have fans concerned that why Disney didn't do this basically, and and obviously we just obviously for weeks on end we got finally got the um, what we assumed to be wise because of. The recent promo, which stated that warning this may be too mature for the child audiences, which probably might be more of this is why they kind of push it back. Basically, I think it's because there's one scene where one of Anne's friends got stabbed. 
right in front of her. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm pretty sure there's a lot more from that episode, which I could remember. Um, and it kind of has fans a bit angry because while that's, well, during the time while that episode hasn't been have official airing, they actually released it on, on, um, iTunes basically and it got everyone riled up because he had people sp- either spoiling it showing screenshots or even just like just like giving like of like more money to Disney basically because of that basically and having people don't not watch it buy it on iTunes or any other third party website just wait until it's aired on officially on on television basically because it's a basically a a big disappointment big, big disappointment to Matt and his crew, they worked so hard for this series, and they kind of ended up um, not knowing when their when their episodes gonna gonna be airing, basically, and the green controls of these executives. And it's it's pretty concerning how these industry might be how they're going to move in that route, basically. But aside from that, this should be great. I don't know if you guys already watched the first episode, of season three, or you guys still waiting for it. For those who are still waiting for it, you're in for a good treat, basically, because hopefully this series is going to be a banger. But what I could tell you is that um, I know it's been new for season 3. I'm not sure if they've been, I don't know if it's already been new for season 4. But if this actually is the last season for this series, then hopefully there might be a good win. Well, right. If not, then hurry, hurry for season 4, maybe or not, something like that, basically. It got me thinking about that because ever since people were just rooting for the lot for the uh, for the Owl House since it is just only have three seasons, and then the creator Diana just says that it's already too late. He already just ordered for a third season and that's it. And we're not sure if that might happen to Amphibia, but I haven't done any research if they already knew for season four for Amphibia. But I just need to do more of that research. But still, if this might be the last season, then is go out with Big Bang basically so hopefully you guys are excited to watch tonight for Amphibia season 3 first episode basically now our next set of news comes from yahoo.com that the country of China will ban video games featuring and I quote same sex relationships and feminine men aka feminine men and moral choices according to the late memo the internal memo from the recent Internal training by the state-backed video game association was review- revealed by the South China Morning Post lays out a new restrictions for improving video games in China. According to the publication, the memo said that the that video games must not be viewed as pure entertainment and should instead convey convoy or convey a correct set of values. Games that feature queer relationships or feminine men that. In the, the memo states that should not be approved for release in China. If if regulators can't tell characters' gender in or immediately, the sending of the characters could be considered problematic and reflect they will be released. Added the added the country basically games that allow players to make moral choices between good and evil should not be approved according to the memo. According to what it says, that some games have been ruled the moral boundaries. Players can choose, or players can choose to be either good or evil. But we can't. We don't think that game should be given by players this choice and must be altered. The memo comes as China increasingly regulates its gaming industry, 
with the government announcing that on August that it would be eliminating the amount of time minors can play video games online to three hours per week. I don't know if I covered this one already or not. That the um, I'm not sure if I covered it. Did I cover it? Where um, where China's um, back in August, where China's limiting uh, online gaming at night for at least three hours per week. It is, it's just crazy because at because at this point in time, I'm pretty sure China doesn't like gamers. I'm just putting out there. I'm pretty sure China doesn't like gamers at all, basically. I mean, it may seem like it with their competitive leagues and their esports, but at the but aside from those competitors, they just that's just competency. This competency, basically, you just want to show that how that they love gamers. You love all that, basically, because of millions of people around their around their um, their 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 country, basically. They're talking about like. We're talking about people. You talk about the state that, or the country that has over one billion people, basically, right next to India. And the thing is, is that one well, reason why I'm saying this is because of that, basically, because because of because um, these restrictions and preventing Chinese gamers to only play at least three hours per week, basically. This basically mostly includes minors. Like when I was when I was a kid, basically here or anyone as a kid, basically here in the United States or maybe around the world, but was here in the U.S. That when I was a kid, I usually played video games like up until like twelve in the morning or one or one in the morning, basically on the weekends or on Fridays, basically maybe around like ten o'clock if you're not like a school, like a school night or whatever. I mean, it was an average. It was an average thing, basically. Now that these young Chinese gamers weren't able to. To um, hang out with their buddies because they have the limited amount of time to be online. Basically, I mean, it just it just kind of baffles me about that stuff. Basically, how gamers in that country is being threatened. Now, aside from that, with this new regulations of preventing uh, preventing um, queer relationships as well as as well as feminine men, um. Um, it's, it's not, it's, it's no secret that, um, obviously China's a traditionalist country, basically. They mostly uphold these traditionalist values. And, like we see with their, with their, um, with their culture, basically. It's more conservative. And, and I don't think it's that fair for this uphold, basically. It's not fair to mistreat these types of things for game for games. To only be released in China that does not have like like those types of elements basically. Cause look, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I just wanted to say about this. This kind of ties to the um the whole triple A industry basically. And what I could tell you is this isn't happening. This isn't happening now, this is happening before, because look, let's compare this to to the AAA companies like Activision Blizzard or any other companies where they or not even gaming companies also like entertainment companies like movies or shows let's say they have obviously both the audience in the US and China now they could show now the AAA companies they could show their entertainment products that has queer characters or feminine men in the United States because it's acceptable but they can't show that stuff in the region of China. 
Think about it. Think about it. Compare. Because the next. Because. Think about it. The next. Each time you see. A queer character. In a movie or video game. Try to compare that to the games. The exact same game of that. To the Chinese release. Because I'm pretty sure that's going to be entirely different. Than what is made in the US basically. Now. Obviously, we all, I'm pretty sure we all know the answer now of why these companies are doing this. It's simple. It's, it's just simple. Money. Money. And this new restriction isn't, isn't all that new. And basically, it's because of how, I'm pretty sure the channel lets you show that, emphasizing enough, because around here in the United States, we're seeing more, we're seeing more characters being, characters in the LGBTQ+. Plus characters using a lot of men or in our in our shows or video games and I'm saying I'm not saying it's a bad thing I'm saying it's a good thing basically because we're we're having like acceptable characters coming from different backgrounds and different 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 sexualities and all that stuff basically which is slowly growing time to time basically and and for that for releasing with other other parts of the world they're not be gonna be that acceptable like here in the U.S. Basically, we still have problems around the world with showing those types around our other countries, especially with China, since they're more restrictive stuff. Basically, let me give you another example of. I'm pretty sure you guys already heard me say this for the like, for the third time in a row. Like, obviously, the one was with um, with Steven Universe. Compare compare one episode where um, where Jailbreak where Steven was. In um, in Jasper's uh, little handship, whatever, and then you see the scene where where Lapis, La- uh, not Lapis, Lapis, I am uh, Ruby and Sapphire get together. Once it's even released them, now compare that scene to Russia's version of it. You see Russia's version of that. You see Ruby with a beard, legit a beard, because in Russia. Obviously, Russia has problems with their LGBTQ+, over there, basically. I've seen clips of those, and it's terrible. It's terrible. Like, they literally arrest... They literally arrest queer people in the middle of the streets as they protest, basically. And it's just disgusting, honestly, over there. If, if you're a queer person in Russia, oh my... I am so sorry about about how the country treats you, basically. They just treat them as if they're, like, like animals or something over there. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame how that country treats... Treats queer people over there. Basically, it's it's disgusting, honestly. And I see videos all that stuff, and and something like this to let people know that we still have countries like this that still they still have the traditional mindset and just not really kind of like kind of like um, opening their minds to see to see the other side of things. People who are different, basically, who are different, basically. And then that's the thing we kind of need to um, bring up, basically, not just in the U.S., but around the world, basically, to show that, hey, there are these people like this, there are these people like that, basically. They're hiding in the shadows, and you guys have to notice them, basically. And it's it's a shame how people like in China does not want to accept these people, basically, because they're traditionalists. Not to the fact that they are, I mean, they are, yes, they are the most strictest country I know so far, basically. When it comes to, like, Almost anything, especially with, especially like other countries bringing in media to their country, basically, because they like to mandate what they want to have people 
in China to see, basically. What would prevent them from having, like, second thoughts on the, on the state or whatever, basically. But, I don't know. So far, I don't know what to stand overall for you guys. Aside from that, I don't see any people kind of calling out on this stuff. But I do know people calling out the corporations who are doing, like, like um, um, putting in both sides. Like, okay, we're, we're getting these diversity people here in the United States while we're having less or no diversity here in China, basically. Which is kind of like the whole tobacco, trying to keep two regions at the same time you getting more money, going getting more money from both regions. But this should be a good time to notice this, basically. It's a good thing to notice this, to see how, how corporations interact, how gaming companies interact with this situation, basically. And people should brought this up, basically. If, like, like, think about this. Think about this. This could change. This could change how we see gaming forever, basically. Because, cause look, because I know we all see, um, all, we all see companies with, during Pride Month, you see, like, them having, like, rainbow colors and the Pride flags as their logo. And then after that, it's just going to be coming back to normal. Even if they have queer characters like that, see... Well, those char- that game that has- contains those characters in China, because I'm pretty sure they don't emphasize, they don't really show them as- show them as much in China compared to in the U.S. I'm pretty sure they usually don't. That kind of tells them: Do you really care about the LGBT LGBTQ plus community? Do you really care about that? Basically, as you kind of sh- as you don't really show them in China because you're following the rules. Because if you really care about them, just don't. If you really care about them, just don't really, don't just ship into China, basically, because you're basically just, just trying to hog in money. You're basically a corporation. You like you want more money. I get it. I get it. But me, what you mean, basically? If you want to stand by to that community? You actually have to stand by them and not ship any of those games to contain that to China, because you're just basically licking the boots of, of the Chinese Communist Party, basically. I mean, look what happened to Blitzchung. I'm pretty sure that gaming company just blew it, and they're still blowing it as of right now, basically. But who knows? Who who knows what's gonna happen, basically? Because this news is basically freshly new, and we just have to wait and see how people are going to react. Other people are parts of the world, especially here in the U.S., are gonna react to this stuff, and how they able to like try to try to like to see if there's any ways how um how to deal with this stuff, basically. I mean, it's not new, but but China wants to basically telling other people or other people from any entertainment industry to say, hey, if you're gonna put um, you're gonna put your movie scene in this country, here are the here are the um, here is the list of things you cannot you cannot have within the movie if you're gonna bring this overseas. That's the thing. Now. Our last story for the day comes from the VideoGameChronicles.com that Konami's free-to-play successor, Pro Evolution Soccer, aka eFootball, was released today and is already known as the worst-rated video game in history of of Steam, according to Steam 250, which is assigned to Steam games to a score to determine by whether players give them a positivity or negative reviews combined with the how many players have viewed 
them basically so each football currently has a score of 8% that makes it the lower than the previous worst rated games 2011's race racing titled Flat Out 3 which has a score of 15% eFootball has been getting has been uncertain unsimultaneously slaughtered by pro evolution soccer fans on social media which many making fun of the game's likeness and animations most of the popular image being shared among fans showing showing the famous soccer player Lionel Messi within the game's cover star looking significantly less realistic than the FIFA 22 counterpart on Twitter's users pointed out that EA's character model for Paris Saint Germain star is far more lifelike even through Konami's scan of Messi's face and body has part of the partnership with uh, Barcelona for whom Messi used to play at the time of writing the game has nearly around 4,000 reviews on Steam which is only and I quote 350 are positive though some of these joke reviews including the one user saying that is like it because of the of its ps2 like era game so a number of pc players have been reporting that the game only allows them to play with a maximum resolution of 720p 720p although the game has been free to play players can also buy the eFootball 2022 premium player pack price around around 42 32.98 pounds. This includes a large microtransaction content that can't be used until mid-November update arrives, two months after its release. Now I seen the comparison with with the trailer and the and the actual gameplay, and the views are not wrong. The game looks downgraded. I'm not much of a of a guy who plays sports games specifically sports video games i know i have a couple of cousins as well as a brother who plays fifa and i'm not into that stuff but the thing is is that if you're gonna promise something that looks amazing you better make sure it actually looks amazing because this looks like crap it looks like it doesn't even look like ps i don't think it looks like ps2 era i think it's more like a early playstation 3 type of graphics basically to me and and as far as I know, um, and aside from the terrible graphics, there there's literally you could buy the DLC for that game, and you can't use that DLC for two months until it's re- until it's been released. What the heck is that? What the heck is that? That is ridiculous. Especially when it comes to buying channel coaches, that you can't even use it until two months as well. This has to be the most ridiculous thing I ever seen from from Konami. I mean, let's be honest, Konami, um, they're not really that good as much of their gaming stuff, basically. As far as we know, so far with the Metal Gear Solid series, it was pretty good. Then over time, it gets a bit, bit rough, and at times, just just like blame what the heck, basically. I mean, it's just Konami. They're known for their notorious like prices and they're like they're like hot gotcha you guys thought it was this nah 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 not for long we got you guys get this basically they're not just not bad of a company basically but at the same time they're not really as perfect compared to ea i mean at least ea has like has like good at least i like a few good good um good graphics able to play dlc on time 
I mean, yeah, they have like overpriced stuff and make you pay a lot, a lot, a lot. But at least the, but at least their DLCs are able to like actually could buy them and actually could use them instead of buying them and wait until it's released for like a couple months. What the heck? This is, I mean, I'm amazed how this is like a big oof to Konami basically. Ever since they're like sort of lost with, uh, with, with uh, Kojima basically. Since I'm pretty sure he will not gonna be collaborating with Konami anymore, believe. Ever since this shining, if I can remember, but, but this is just ridiculous, honestly. It's ridiculous. Even the resolution of 720p, really. My God, and you're really living in an era that like, not like having PCs that are living having like 4K resolution. Especially with a new game releasing. I mean, even even they say that, oh, after the backlash, they even say that, oh, um, no, this is just basically the early beta. You, you're saying this might be the early beta? You only just say that this is just basically the, the release of the game? And you guys still haven't finished making it? There's even a few things that you can't even do in the game that hasn't been made yet. So if you're gonna release a game, make sure it's been complete. Make sure it's everything's like been polished or whatever. This is like one of the examples of AAA corporations, specifically with gaming corporations doing that type of tactic. Cause that should be a good sign for saying, hey, if you guys are gonna do the same thing with the Konami did with this type of game, then I'm sorry, you gotta download vote your game basically. Yeah, because these corporations that wanna make their money complete yeah, at least complete the game. I'm not sure you guys got to do the Call of Duty route where, oh, the game's hardly finished, few glitches, and you guys had to wait until the to the next update to, to fix a few patches. No, 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 no. Or like Cyberpunk, like oh, we 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 um we here's the game. We, we still have a lot of glitches, but we'll fix them. Just the minor ones, not the major ones. No, this is this time you're not gonna. This time you're not gonna save it. This time you're not gonna save your game if it's not gonna be complete. Basically, this is. I'm pretty sure this isn't what the games used to be. Where here's a game completed, no glitches or maybe a little bit glitches, but and this time no, no. I'm pretty sure develop. I know developers are really hardworking people who are working day and night, day and night, but I'm pretty sure at this point they're just being a bit lazy, basically. Instead of just focus, at least game test your games. Game test your games, please. So you fix all the minor stuff on how the how the game looks. If you guys don't do that anymore, then do it. Do it. Have like at least like like hire like some person on the street or at least a gamer to test out your games. Your company is like, okay, this may seem good and this may seem that or needs this and needs fixing for that or whatever. At this point, what the heck? What the heck? Paying DLC and then doesn't you can't play it until like two months? That's just stupid. That's just stupid. It's not even pre-ordered. At this point, it's not even pre-ordered. It's like you pre-order a DLC. Ah, it's just really ridiculous, honestly. I mean, I don't even play. I don't even play um, video game sports. But something like this. For fans who like this series, it's just, it's just ridiculous, honestly. I mean, it's so ridiculous to see how type of stuff for, for AAA gaming companies like Konami has to do with this stuff, basically. I mean, 
they should do a lot better basically and at this point in time we're not sure how on this at this point in time I don't know what gaming is gonna turn out honestly I don't know if we're actually gonna get a complete like a complete game if you know what I mean no glitches no I have to wait until like a update for fixing major glitches or at least microtransactions. Microtransactions, really? I mean, at, at, at least at least put like a I don't know if they have this. At least put a like a, a like a, a tier list to buy the buy like some type of battle pass or whatever. And just like keep playing the game until you get all the stuff, basically. But I think that kind of works. But at the same time, what the heck? You're just following the EA route. For putting in like, like loot boxes and just like having like more like a casino instead of just having like a like a tearless stuff basically. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, maybe maybe ratings might go down into a bit of a spiral, but we just have to wait and see what's gonna happen basically. Because at this point, there should be a wake up call for these AAA corporations, mostly with higher ups of any gaming company, to actually step up and finish the game. And fix any major glitches any errors or anything like that basically just please step up your game and make sure you have that game completely made i don't care if it takes at least at least it take at least maybe five years or at least a couple months finish the game at this point at this point we just want to yell at them and just say if you're gonna make a game at least know when you're gonna finish it basically I know you're gonna have crunch time, I know you that may be possible, but at least having a balanced thing to make a game and make it polished enough, basically. Please, please do that. We need that more than ever, basically, at this point. Now, that's it for today's news, everyone. Hope you guys liked today's episode. Make sure you guys follow or subscribe to our podcast. We usually do this around Saturday or Sunday, and we can usually get more more information throughout the week in order to put this in order to put more episodes like this make sure you guys follow us at animation 10 on twitter to give you guys more information over there as well so this is animation nation i am your host prime time here hopefully get to see you guys next week or tomorrow so it depends on how many news we get so far so have a wonderful day and stay safe goodbye